Hello, Peleg. How's it going? How are you, my brother? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much. So, uh, you know, we decided here to take some of the amazing people we're working with for discussions online just to make sure that the world hears and sees everything we're doing and have the opportunity to get a little bit of exposure to the insights we have. And I, I think, you know, you have created the travel content in Israel. You literally like you created this space yeah. <laughs> years ago. And, uh, and I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's been a while ago, but, uh, and, and I think, and I, and I think it's it's clear that if you ask any Israeli, they will tell you, yes, lonely Peleg, we know lonely Peleg, and and you basically, you know, you've been to over hundred and fifty-one countries, hundred and fifty-one countries, and you're creating content about each one of these places, and you know, every possible Israeli I've seen you before online. And you are an inspiration to so many Israelis for traveling, for discovery of destinations, for content creation, for so many things. And now you're also advising startup companies like ours and you're help helping other technology companies and you're going into this travel technology world. So I think it would be amazing to have you here uh, with me and to discuss uh, a little bit of how do you see the future of travel and the future of, of content. Sounds good. Where do you want to start? When you started creating content, uh, how, how long ago was this? Mm-hmm. That was in, uh, I think I started when I traveled West Africa. So I, I never thought I would be a travel blogger. You know, I've been traveling for 17 years now, but I just did a lot of random things along the way. And then when I arrived to West Africa, it was in the end of 2012. People told me it's too dangerous, it's too complicated, it's very hard to travel there. But I met such a lovely people that I wanted to share their story. And this is how Lonely Peleg uh, actually uh, became a travel blog. So just me sharing my travel experience in West Africa. And then, as you say, I was probably one of the first ones to create Israel, uh, like, a, like a travel blog that uh, go regularly online. And then people start following. It's like, how many countries have you been to? How many years are you traveling? Because I was one of the first ones doing it. It was like TV interviews. So it grows really, really fast. And since then, I never stopped. So 10 years almost of uh, creating wow. uh, travel blogs and vlogs and content. Yeah. Okay, man. So you've been creating content for 10 years now, uh, which was uh, which is not uh, 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 it wasn't a thing 10 years ago, right? It wasn't like nobody nobody was looking at content creators the way it is today. And you've probably have seen the whole evolution of content creation. So how do you? Look at this and how do you compare content creation today versus 10 years ago? So I think it's very interesting because you have the one that went super professional and it looked like a, could get to a level of like a Netflix series. And then from the other side, there is so many people that just, you know, upload to their story three times a day, what they eat, where they practice and so on and so. And they're also creators. So you have such a big variety of creators today. And it seems like everybody has a market. You know, some people... And I, I could, you know, some point in the day, prefer the very casual uh, Instagram or TikTok uh, create, you know, creators that just give me some funny information or things that do interest me. And then from the other side, I would really want to see somebody that did like an epic travel video from Dubai. So it's, it's incredible today that you can spend so much of your day uh, creating content and also consuming it from other people. And, and I think I, I, I have to add to this. It just seems like there they just there are new types of content creators today. Like 
you know, 10 years ago, it probably started with just a blog, which was just the text with photos, later on become video, now it's short videos, long videos, mid videos, uh, highly professional uh, videos, uh, highly edited vi videos, TikToks, there's so many, so many, so many ways to express visual. And I, and I think this creates a lot of different, as you said, a lot of variety of different content. And, and that's really, really great. And, and, and this really represents something. But you are a different content creator because first of all, your content is amazing, but second of all, it's super interesting. So you're, you're investing a lot in understanding the story about everything you're creating. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the process behind the scenes and how you're looking at stories when you're traveling, because, you know, we can say for sure that traveling is hard as it is. And then content creation is hard as well. So combining both is like a, a super hard thing to do. It's it's a job, you know, when, when people hear about my lifestyle, that I've been traveling so many years and so many countries, they said, oh, it's amazing, but I, I try to explain to you, you know, I'm not in a vacation, I, I do work, uh, but I love my, you know, I love my job, I, I cannot complain, I don't see it as, okay, now I'm in Costa Rica, I need to make a video, it's, it's just, it just, I really enjoy telling a story, and for me, it's not that I get to a place and I said, okay, I have now five days here, I'm going to record whatever I can and create content and take my camera everywhere. Uh, so it's not that I'm going to a place and I take my camera out and record every second of the day. So for me, I like to stay in a place at least a month, uh, understanding the vibe, understanding the people, realize what is the story and what, what is my say, what, what I want to say. I, do, I don't just make videos to entertain people. You ask me how many views I have, I said I, I don't really have a clue because I really don't care, to be honest. Like, I more care about telling the story. Of course, I wanted to reach as many people as possible and more people will get inspired by it or go travel or learn something new. But I think for me, the idea is telling a story. And this is why I also wrote a book, because I really like the storytelling. Like, this is for me. And this is why I give talks. I really like the storytelling idea. Uh, so you really like the storytelling. And I think, you know, it's, it represents a lot of your content, which is amazing. And you have such a wide range of audience so how do you think your content influences uh, your audience and, and your and the people who are following you online i get some some people ask me how many hours i work a day and i said it's hard to say i definitely know i work every day at least two and two hours uh, to reply messages because i'm getting between 100 and 120 messages a day like emails uh, whatsapp messages uh, instagram facebook so and, and i and i reply to everyone personally and so I see the, the, you know, when I get to a place, I see how it's changing it and how people follow there and going there and traveling there or getting uh, ideas to travel places I've been to, like the Pacific. Like I, every couple of times I'm getting like email, I heard you've been to Tuvalu. <laughs> it's like an island in the Pacific. Like uh, what can you tell me about it? Can I sleep there? There is ATMs. And so, yeah, obviously it's do affecting a lot of people, luckily, and I think it's amazing, you know, to have this privilege to make people go and travel and meet other culture. I can speak about why I think traveling is so good for you or important, but, you know, I think maybe it's a different topic. And, and you know, you, you have so many different channels. So you have TikTok a little bit and you have Instagram and you have, but you're, you're a lot on Facebook, you're a lot on YouTube because of all of these visuals. And it seems like it takes a lot of, you know, effort to manage all of this. So... How do you see uh, yourself in the future managing so many uh, platforms that are popping up all the time to support content creators? Uh, so until two years ago, I did everything myself. So I used to film, edit uh, all of my videos, uh, lectures, talk, uh, campaigns, everything I did myself. And then when COVID arrived, I came back, I was in the Amazon and I came to Israel and I said, okay, 
COVID is one thing, I don't care, I will still live my life and travel, and I did uh, Israel and National Trail and other hikes, but I also said, I don't want to do things anymore that I don't love doing. Like, if I'm not loving it, I don't want to do it. So I found the guy that edited my video, he's incredible, he's much better than me, and he's doing a great job, and I found the uh, agent that she did all of my uh, lectures and talk and business side, so I can focus in creating content, what I really, really like. And as you said, yeah, it's become more difficult because you have TikTok and you have Instagram and so and so. If I see that I that I don't manage it or I stop liking it or I don't love it so much, I'll just find someone to help. It's so easy today. Got it. And you just mentioned that you have a crew, so you have a team of people supporting all of your making, which is which is great. But that's you know it fits you uh, because you're a large content creator and you're very well known, and people follow you from all over the world, and and especially the Israeli audience that you know are in love with you. But you know how uh, uh, so there's a lot of discussion about the micro influencer and the micro content creators and the newcomers into the space. What would be uh, how do you think they can manage all of this and you know all these platforms and all of these work that they have to do and, and the audience reach and etc. You know it's a this is when when I speak with travel creators and I speak with a lot of them you know the young swan I tell them listen don't go into it unless if you don't like telling a story if you don't like filming if you don't don't, don't go into it you know you know you, it's it's very hard to become rich from creating content yeah it's like from being a travel blogger. And it's a hard job. This is what people does not understand. It's hard. You need to film. You need to edit. You need to travel. You need to go to places. You need to understand the story. You need to research. And if you really, if if it's not your passion, it will be very hard to uh, maintain it for a long time. Especially because usually it's taking years until you can make an income. You know, obviously you have some people that are unique and they create income after a couple of months and growing really fast. But most of the travel creators they creating contact for a year, two years even, before they start growing rapidly and making money out of it. So for me in the beginning, I, actually until two years ago, I didn't make money off my video. Uh, I just, I, I made my money from talks. So I give talks and I made my money for that. Not even connected to my travel blog and everything. And until today, 95% of my videos is not sponsored. It's things that I just do because I like traveling and I like filming and all of that. And I think if you are a small creator, you need to understand one, you're loving it. You need to be committed. You really need to be committed. Like you, you need you need to be there. You know, it doesn't it's not gonna work if you're gonna make one video that's became viral and after three months you're gonna make another video. You need to be there, you need to have a plan, you need to understand that it's what you want, you need to invest time, you need to create a community around you of people, what they call true fans, the people that love you, support you, will follow you, will buy your book, you come to your talks will watch your video, will share it, will comment it. And to do that, you need to help people. You need to answer questions. Answer question. You need to give information for free. So you need to build a community around you, like the true fans that really support your way and really, really love you. Uh, you need to be there for them. As they support you, you need to support them. If they have a question, you need to help them. Or they need something and you could, you know, just, just try and help. So I think that you need to combine those and hard work. And uh, I would recommend to a lot of creators today, not to invest their time in one platform because it's changing, you know, I years been only in Facebook and I said, ah, I'm only in Facebook, I only care about Facebook, I have huge amount of followers there, I don't need anything else. But then as time grown, I said, okay, Instagram also growing, so I started investing in Instagram and then in YouTube and then TikTok and now I'm going into LinkedIn as well. So I think what I'm telling to creators today, it's like uh, properties. Try to have as many as you can. Obviously, don't overflow yourself. But if you're creating a TikTok video, you can also upload it to short 
and to Instagram, so why not? It's another five minutes, just upload it to all of them. So, you know, try to reach as much as you can. Also, something important I'm telling to a lot of the youngs that starting following this way is that it's not about the views. Obviously, it's important how many followers you have and how many views, but a lot of companies that work with me, uh, they pay me money and they want to be part of my video because they like what I represent. So it doesn't matter if I have 60,000 views for a video or 100,000 views, they don't care. They care what I represent, what I do beside creating video. Do I volunteer? Do I go clean beaches? Do I do other stuff? Uh, and so and so. So it's very important also what you are representing and your, uh, your vision. Uh, we, uh, obviously not regardless to your views, but side to your views and to your uh, followers and uh, community. So you've mentioned two things that I really want to dig into. Um, uh, first question I have for you, you know, you, you've mentioned revenues and, and monetization, and this is a large topic in the content creation space because by the end of the day, you know, you'll ask any teenager today in the world, they'll tell you, they'll tell you that they want to become a, teen, a, a YouTuber, but from the other side, there will always be the parents behind them that will say it's not, it's, it's not a job, you can't make money out of this. And there's a whole ecosystem today of companies like ourselves, like like uh, uh, NAS Academy, like other uh, uh, companies, uh, like Jelly Smack, like uh, Patreon, that are creating different niches in different niches, uh, monetization channels for uh, uh, content creators. How do you see the space of monetization for content creators evolve? And where do you think and how, what would be the one um, you know, maybe another tip, but actually a guideline that you would give a, a, content, a content creator for monetizing long-term their work. So for me personally, I never did monetization. I never did links or all of these things to sell to people things. Uh, I, I never felt so comfortable with it, to be honest, because it's really, I don't know, it's felt like a lot of work for not a lot of money, personally. Yeah? You know, it's, it's relative right. what you think a lot of money or not. But I do think today things change. So, you know, everybody knows the sentence, if it's free, the product is you. But I think sweet time and as time go by, people understand they will be willing to pay money to go on Facebook, but not seeing commercial and just see things that interest them. And as money go in to those uh, platforms or to other platforms that are uh, going uh, today or starting today or going today, I think they will understand what Netflix understand and other people understand or, uh, other uh, uh, platform. If we're making money from people that paying us, we need to pay money for the creators to create the best content they can, the, the best video, the best uh, things they can create. So I think as time go by, as we evolve, people will be willing to pay for platform to get exactly what they want without all the back, back, uh, background noises. And from the other side, those platform will understand more than they invest in creators, more people will come. So I think this is the future, but nobody knows how many years it could take. Instagram now checking it to start making like, a, they, I'm not there, but I think it's called the true fans. The Instagram, you will pay money to be on Instagram. And I think this is the future. I'm, not, I'm just not sure how many years it will take. Right. And that's and, and probably Instagram's kind of take on OnlyFans, which is a subscription service for content creators. Having said that, it's always like, that's something that we see at True Spots is that, um, Travel content creators are specifically unique because you, whenever you get the most value out of the travel content uh, creator, it's when you want to travel uh, and you're looking at his videos in a specific destination. Uh, it's not only the entertainment side. And so for travel crea creators, there's still like a space 
for like a niche to help uh, travel content creators to to monetize. Having said that, that's not the largest category in travel in content creation in general. So a lot of discussions there. Uh, you are not only a content creator, but you're also like a very professional traveler because you've been to 151 pla uh, uh, countries and you've been on so many planes and boats and cars and, and geographies and etc. So you've seen the internet evolving as well from you know what it was 10 years ago and 15 years ago in the travel experience and, and what it became today. So guide me through your feeling and everything you think about a travel experience online 10 years ago today and the 10 years ahead and how do you see it uh, i'll start when i started traveling it was 2005 so it was completely different you i remember went to thailand you leave the bag with a friend and then you go check for hotels for like four or five hours until uh, you find something nice so obviously it changed a lot uh, but internet changed everybody life you know you have these things that you can do everything today through here i book my flight i found hotels i I do everything, I create content, I, I share it through my phone, I do everything through these things. So obviously change everybody's life, especially with in the travel community. You know, I spend uh, quite quite long time in South Africa. I have some friends there and they have such a cool hostel. And I was sitting in the bar and I said it was maybe five years ago and I said, George, I'm sorry, you guys are not doing so well. And he's like, Oh, we fully booked. I was like, What do you mean? Like I've been there three years ago, it was pumping, parties, people is like on the bar, drinking, it's like, ah, everybody's in the room on their phone. So obviously, it's, it, it's, I think it's hurt a lot of the experience of traveling in hostels, but also it's made traveling so much easier and, and I think also much more, much more accessible for everybody because maybe a couple of years ago you couldn't travel the Caribbean because it was too expensive to find a five-star hotel there. But now when you have Airbnb, or booking and all of these cheap options, you could go travel the Caribbean, what you couldn't do many years ago, and cheap flights and so. So obviously, it's, it's made life much easier and just changed the game a bit. But you know, there is a lot of there, there is a lot of content being created in the travel space, and you know, you're part of the wave, and there are many other great creators. You know, Los LeBlanc and Nas Daily and Drew Binsky, and there's so many, many around the world, and. It's, it's, do you think this is shaping somehow the experience for the travel consumer, for the actual travelers, uh, the idea that there's so much content spread around, you know, travel around the world? I think it's very hard to say, but also what's happening today is that when you are following, uh, as you said, with so many creators and there is so many people you can follow and there is so much information about everywhere, uh, there is no place that it's a surprise. You know, you're getting to a place today, you know exactly how it's going to look like, you know how the bar is going to look like, you know how the hostel is going to look like. So it's ruined a bit from the experience, I think, and from the fun, but it's also encouraging a lot of people to go and travel, uh, people that might wouldn't do it if it wasn't so convenient. So Got it. So I, I actually wanted to say that, you know, Gen Z and millennials, I think in general, really like the idea that you can... That you don't have to be surprised when you're arriving somewhere that you have the opportunity to transparently look into like visual windows of of this specific place and and to enjoy even even to feel this place to feel the vibe to feel like the what is it about even before you're arriving so i think you know a lot of the content that you're creating basically allowing people to travel through you uh which is which is big it's big and it's a bit funny because for me, I always say that I like to get to a new place because I feel like a kid. I don't know the language, I don't know where I'm going to eat, I don't know where I'm going to go, I don't know, I don't know anything. I'm like so curious 
and and what I'm doing in my videos actually taking this curiosity and answer most of the question. Uh, but I do understand that most of people, as you said, doesn't like the surprise. <laughs> yeah, and it so makes sense. Okay. Like tra travel has a little bit of anxiety in it, right? Whenever you're traveling, you don't know where you're going, and 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 you can you can you can name this as curiosity sometimes, and sometimes you can name this as anxiety. And people like the idea that they have. You know, a little bit of uh, of confidence um, in their head, basically knowing how this place is is, is feeling like. Um, you started advising startup companies, which is a thing because not a lot of content creators are doing so. And you are very very smart content creator and very very smart traveler. Uh, tell me a little bit about the experience of working and what are you working on. So it started uh, then, as I said, during COVID, a lot of good things happened to me. I've been to Israel and I traveled a lot, and then Microsoft Israel. Uh, had 30 years and they came with this idea uh, of building a travel app for their workers, encourage them because it was a problem. You couldn't fly them outside of Israel, but you couldn't also take them travel in Israel because you couldn't meet. So you need to do something together, but alone. So the idea was to create 30 uh, hikes of Lonely Peleg in Israel and we built an app and every, every hike had a story. Some of the hikes had even a video that I created with photos and riddle and it like, was very interactive and uh, they really liked it. And from there, you know, working with Microsoft, it was incredible, like working with these super intelligent people and, and they give problems that we need to solve together and it really encouraged me to do that. And then start to uh, advising for travel tech company, you guys, uh, as well, of course, and it was it, it just so interesting to just sit with people, hearing their ideas, see their vision, try to understand their vision, and together uh, follow how you can make it happen. It's incredible, and then and then uh, there is a rumor as well that uh, rumor uh, is a company since 2013. They were probably one of the first one to come with the ideas of marketplace to sell your room. Uh, your hotel room if you cannot go. We met along the way a couple of years ago in New York and uh, I started advising uh, them as well and together we built this idea of trying to make travel easier on people. So today what we believe is that a lot of people, what we spoke, don't go travel because they are afraid and because they don't know and because they are not really sure. But our vision was uh, wonder without getting lost. So giving the people the option to wander and to go to new places, but still in the comfort zone, and encourage them to go and, and, and travel and meet new places and see new places. But also from the other side, give the creators, us, you know, the people like me that create content, the option to make money and, and most of the money from, from their creation and not just, uh, you know, maybe somebody affiliate something into their account and maybe made 30 cents out of it. So that was the right. vision we start with. And the idea was, even for me, that I traveled so many years and I know how to create a plan. When I went to New York, it took me three hours to make my travel plan. And the, 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 the basic idea was it would be so nice if I would open my Google map, that you saw how my Google map looked like it's full of dots. And my Google map would tell me, instead of me searching, it will tell me what I can do around. So this is, was the idea. And obviously, it's based video because this is uh, my passion and this is what I know how to do. Uh, so we are now uh, developing it. Uh, we believe it will be ready in six months, so very exciting. Nice, good luck. Um, and, and I think the last question that is extremely interesting 
is, you know, what kind of technology do you think will shape the future of travel or the future of content creation? And where do you do you believe this this is all going? Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, we spoke about evolution. We saw it start from writing, it went to photos, and then it went for uh, long videos and now short videos. You know, it's, it's very hard to, uh, to say. Otherwise, everybody goes there if it's a YouTube show, it's uh, Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn, I saw the start videos, now we're pushing it really, really hard. It's just easier to create content on video. And I think the future, if you're looking at it, because when I search something, I would say, I would look on Google, top 10 beaches in Mexico for surfing, and it will give me a list. Now, sometimes I want to see it in a short video, but it will be nice, I think, if it will be a combination. I think it will go to a combination of video uh, with these titles, like with this information that you can just let's say, drag into your Google map, into your notes, or into my travel plan, uh, but and in VR. Obviously, it's going there, you know, it's, it's, that you can see everything, that you can walk, that you can feel. I think this is the future. That's interesting. You're, actually, you're a nomad and you're traveling the world. How do you really have time for VR? Or do you, or, or do you think it's something that you have to do at home, like it's an entertainment thing? That's an interesting take. Right now, I think it's obviously an entertainment thing, but it's going everywhere, you know. Now my friends are developing... Uh, properties and they are in VR. So VR is, the, you know, you want to see how it's going to look. You don't want to uh, build now a complex and just see 3D, like, you know, a sketch. You, you, want, you want to walk. You want to see the, which uh, uh, grass they're going to put and which stones it's going to be on the wall. You, you want to feel it, at least part of it. And I think it's going into everywhere. It's going into travel. It's going to go inside every everything. I got to say that we are now, like, we've been looking at Oculus uh, for a while and, and, and YouTube on Oculus is full of travel videos that basically give you like a 360 experience about you know different places around the world and I am a big believer as well that at, at some point you'll you know sit at, at your place and, and you'll say okay I want to I want to visit uh, Dubai right now and I want to walk through the hotel I'm gonna stay in and you'll book all of your stuff uh, through a completely like real experience on VR, this is this is a vision I think we will get to, and and let's say let's see Facebook or Apple or whoever is about to release new VR glasses will be able to pull up the right infrastructure for this. This is what I thought. I think we spoke about it. Uh, I'm not sure it was with you, but I said that will be a thing when Apple will take out their glasses. When uh, because you know Apple know how to do those things and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be slick and it's going to be okay to wear it. Like you know, it's not going to be weird and it's not going to be probably ugly. So. I think the moment more people will use it and wear it, more people will, you know, it's, it's, it's all about demand. If people will wear it and they would want this uh, content coming to them in VR, more creators will go to this direction. Look, I, I got I got an Oculus. My brother got an Oculus. Oran got an Oculus. So I think you know there. I, I think the reported number was like 20 or 15 million Oculus sold last year which is more than the playstation and xbox and and i'm not sure about the numbers but i just know that it's growing big time so uh it's not you know it's a, it's a thing um and it's interesting because five years ago i met an entrepreneur or like six years ago it was like i met an entrepreneur and he was into vr and i couldn't understand why because you know there was no market for this no really nobody really had it and now it's like everywhere so you know that's that's what's what's so great about technology like it's it's when it's there it's everywhere so you can the markets are huge amigo thank you so much um the last question i want to ask you uh is you know the one thing that we didn't discuss yet is 
you're working with uh, with you're working as as a speaker in different um, in different talks that you're doing, and you have your own kind of uh, talk show, basically, where people are coming and, and can listen to your story. Um, but tell me a little bit, how do you think uh, large brands in the travel space, actually, because that's a lot of stuff that we're thinking about, can benefit from working with content creators in the travel space? I think today, if you want to look on somebody that did it right, I think Airbnb, because Airbnb uh, really understood that you cannot just uh, sell a room. Okay, you know, you go there, you have their experience. They have things you can do online, offline, things you can do, tools in the city. So they're really branching and you really get the whole experience when you book in an Airbnb. They give you like everything. And also, it's much easier to book a place on Airbnb when I know not only how it's look like and not only reviews of other people, I can see how accurate is that and uh, the, the location and so on. So, and I think that really if booking and uh, all the other websites really want to find them, they cannot use photos of a hotel from seven years ago they bought from some uh, website, you know, and it probably doesn't even look like this anymore. So I think if they really want to sell, exp sell experience, and this is what they do, they don't just sell in your hotel room, they're selling you an experience. And I think as time goes by, people would want the experience to be more accurate, and the only one they can do it, or the, the one they can do it the best is creators. So I think they will need us along the way. Nice. Cool, man. I think you're the smartest content creator I've ever met, which is amazing. And you are a huge inspiration to the Israeli market. And so many people love you. And, and I am a big fan of yours. So keep doing uh, amazing uh, uh, content and, and being an inspiration to so many people in the industry. And I appreciate your time. And thank you so, so much for this talk. Of course. And we'll meet soon uh, for a drink. Absolutely. Before I leave to Mexico. Sounds good, amigo. Bye. <laughs>